1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today.
0: You equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County.
1: Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of 5-Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK.
0: Hey Rush Nation, welcome to the 5-Yard IDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Today we will be reviewing week 13 and getting you ready for week 14. We're getting very close to the fantasy playoff week, so hopefully we can help you with your IDP
2: starters. Mr. Veal, how are the devil are you? I am fortunately. I'm a lot better. Um, uh, I tested positive, unfortunately, for COVID over the weekend, which kind of knocked me for six. I was all right initially, <clears throat> but I have been really quite rough the last couple of days. So I am going to apologise in advance to, to the listeners. Um, I've I've done the best I can with the notes, as I've discussed with Nath. Uh, there's a couple of games where the notes are a little brief because, frankly, sort of you know Sunday, Monday, I wasn't really feeling up, up to doing much other than sleeping so i've done my best we are we're here yep. um and um we have got a pod put together for you guys so um but, Fair play, uh, yeah, Fair play. i have covered all the games but a couple of them are a little briefer than i would like but um yeah the, the covid covid struck unfortunately but uh, i am on the mend so yeah all good all good happy days right cool okie doke well wow. Let me get
0: going with the obvious. So, as you all know, Manscaped are our sponsors and they are the market leader in men's below the waist grooming. They've just released the lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit one of the best things about it is the skin safe technology so you get no nicks on your bits and you can receive 20% off with the code 5yard at manscape.com it really is a game changer in that area and you are missing out if you do not have one as i said you can get 20% off with the fo- with the code 5yard at manscape.com there's also free worldwide shipping so sort yourself out and get involved right let's kick it off I am kicking it off with the Thursday night game, which is the Steelers at Vikings. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with the Steelers just to give myself a little bit of uh, time, more time to. <sighs> anyway, right? Yeah, Steelers. Right. So now them, that is better than the Steelers. That is much better. Um, as a lover of the defensive side of the game, I can't help but but want the Steelers to do to do well. And that was definitely more like it. I like to see them be putting that pressure on opposing offences. And it was a great defensive performance by the Steelers as a whole, really, in week 13, led by, obviously, the main man, TJ Watt. The pressure exerted on Lamar Jackson was the key to getting the result. Um, Six times TJ Watt got to him, um, but it wasn't just TJ Watt. Chris Warmly got to him three times, and big Cam Haywood got to him once. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm meant to be talking, but just quickly, before I carry on with the Steelers, I mean, whoever is playing, Lamar Jackson, at this moment in time, you need to be targeting their pass rush, because he is holding on to the ball way too long, and he's quite happy to take the sacks, which, for us, boys and girls, means points. So, um, yeah, that's what I would suggest. Um, but But yeah, back to the Steelers. Week 13, Mika Fitzpatrick, um, 21.5 points. And Joe Schobert with 13 points. They're also worth a mention. Um, Apart from that, not a great deal that I would really target on the Steelers side of things. Um, Over to the Vikings. (sighs) I mentioned we are we just we can lose to anybody and beat anybody it's like russian roulette we've got no game management um it, it's it's difficult i mean it's fun to watch for the neutral but bloody hell it's hard work being a vikings fan especially playing those um teams that you really should be beating and yeah it was difficult the last play in the loss is just incredible I mean, that is, that anybody who's looking, wants to become a DB. I mean, watch that about how not to defend. It was incredible. Um, Why they were so deep is beyond me. And it was just an easy throw by Goff into um, St. Brown, the rookie for the win. They need Kendrick's back, and they will get him back this week. It came just on a just on the defensive management front. It just it just seemed that they were just lacking a little bit of guidance at the end there. Um, and yeah, yeah. So hopefully he will be back this week. I can't see why not. Apart from the linebackers, I wouldn't be targeting any of. The Vikings players at this moment in time, mainly because of this inconsistency with with the performance, especially from the defensive side of things. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't bank on sacks, interceptions. I mean, I you know you can anyway, but I mean, the probability is not is just not there at this moment in time. Linebackers is where it's at, points wise. Um, uh, Kendricks is the main man. Uh, I got a mention to uh, Blake Lynch. He had himself a day with two sacks, but he's, he's somebody to keep an eye on. But with Kendrick's back, he's going to probably take a hit. We've lost Brendan, unfortunately. He's having lots of problems um, with his internet connection. So I'm just going to carry on at this moment in time and hopefully he will rejoin us. Um, so, Schober, looking at stats and matchups quickly, Schober... From the Steelers, he's heading linebacker. He's the head linebacker and and and, and tackler. Eighty four tackles at this moment in so time. Minka Fitzpatrick is safety. He has eighty two tackles. T.J. Watt. He's had ta- sixteen sacks, sixteen tackles for a loss. Cam haywoods That's a good sixty one tackles, which is is decent from his position, and um, six point five sacks. Just looking at that compared to the uh, to um, the Vikings, Eric Kendricks, 109 tackles. I mean, that's considerably more than anybody from the Steelers. Harrison Smith's got 78 tackles at safety, and Xavier Woods at 74 tackles. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would go Kendrick Schober, and I like Cam Haywood in this, but you're not, you know, majority, you're not going to be picked up. As for the result, God knows on this one, um, the Vikings possibly but it's a spin of the wheel again it depends on what what vikings turn up and what they decide to do on the day um right with brendan not available i'm gonna crack on um and try and get something out to you guys um so i'm now gonna review the raiders and the chiefs Denzel Perrim- Perriman's continued to tackle his ass off, but unfortunately he picked up an ankle injury in the loss to Washington, so it may open um, an opportunity to uh, KJ Wright um, if Perriman misses time. The Raiders are a funny old team, but their lack of um, a passing game is... Uh, sorry, just distracted by Brendan's coming back in now. He's disappeared, but we've got his curtains, which is... I mean, it's something. Hang on. We've got him and his curtains. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to carry on. I'm just going to carry on. Bren, I'm still on. I'm still talking away. You should okay. back, in, back in the mix. Yeah. Um,
2: sorry, guys. Give me two seconds to sort the lighting out. But you carry on, mate. I'll be right with you. We've had some technical issues at this end. No
0: worries, mate. No worries. So along, along with KJ Wright, um, what a great name this fella's got. Divine Diablo. He's a third-round rookie. He looked decent on Sunday. Now, I've just had a little look on, on Sleeper at him. He's listed as a DB as well. So this could be this could be quite interesting as, as an ad. If you can play him in one of those DB slots and he racks up the tackle numbers, that could secure you a decent floor in that position for this week. Um, yeah, it looks like Perriman's not going to make it. He might do. Um, and Corey Littlejohn, if they don't make it, Divine Diablo and KJ Wright could be the guys that they go to. I believe they've signed somebody today. I can't remember who that is. I only saw it flash up on my phone earlier on. But they sh- I think they've signed a linebacker today to add to the roster. So you're going to have to add that into the mix. However, there could be some points to be had here. I'm going to go over some other inj- injured players when I cover the Bengals. Mr. Logan Wilson's also out. So we're looking at who his cover is um, just to get those points. And you want to be snapping them up off the waiver wires. Um, DB, let's go over there for the Raiders uh, rookie. Um, Nate Hobbs at DB. He's a cheeky little pickup. Oh, nine tackles, one tackle for a loss in week 13, one pass defended and an interception. He meant he top scored for the Raiders and he should be busy this week against Mahomes. Um, so let's go. Yeah, so they're the ones I look at. The Raiders have covered them off. Over to the Chiefs. Nick Bolton is pretty much a drop for now. His time as lead linebacker is is it looks like it's over for me. It, it might not be. You might want to hold on to him, um, especially in 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 Dynasty. You should you should be looking you should be looking to hold at this moment in time. But but. Willie Gay he took over um outsnapped him uh in a big way last week, and now it's for me it's all go willie gay um and get it potentially put put him in if you can. I expect he's around on waiver wires um Daniel Soroson also had a good week he's not somebody I like, but he did have a good week in week thirteen, but that was due to that defensive touchdown that he had um so yeah, probably don't be fooled from there. I would go. Probably Thornhill and Sneed over him. Still, Sneed Sneeds the one because of the tackle count. They'd be better picks for me as they have better tackle numbers. As for the actual game itself, I'm all in on the Chiefs on this one. And I don't see but I don't see this as a high scoring game IDP wise. So it might be one you might want to swerve apart from those tackle numbers at linebacker if you've got plug gaps um yeah and there's like i said the waiver wire pickups are there in this matchup so have a look at those starting linebackers because nick bolton is no is really not the main man anymore and um denzel perryman is going to be missing it sounds like so yeah it's people to have um yeah so brent i have covered off two games the vikings yep the Vikings and Steelers on Thursday night. And I've, I've just gone and done the chiefs and Raiders.
2: So
1: yeah, cool. Cool we're all under that. We're all no. at,
0: we're all at a bloody sink, but who cares? Let's go for it.
2: Are you go. Yeah. It? Try. Right. Um, let's try and get back on track. Seahawks. So, um, yep. Yeah. So do the Seahawks Texans. Um, so, uh, start with Seattle. Um, I don't like the Seahawks at the moment. I think they're quite a selfish team. Um they're pretty much out of the playoff hunt completely and then you know they decide to go and spoil sort of the Niners um uh, the Niners wild card hunt but it yeah, sums up Seattle's season really. Um, sums up the Niners a bit to, to be candid. But um so top IDP performers for week 13 um, and the linebacker core. Bobby Wagner 21 points including a pick a great surprise there uh, Jordan Brooks um, another good week 17 and a half points and at safety uh, Quandre digs uh, 14 and a half including another pick um, so this is one I've, I've sort of kept reasonably brief because I don't think there are any major surprises on on Seattle Um Texans, uh, well, they were battered by the Colts on Sunday, uh, sort of, you know, 31-0 to, to zero shutout. And they're just waiting for the season to be over, really. Um, but on the plus side, I did call it last week. He was one of two, I said, you know, go out and get. And Camus um, Grugia Hill, um, you know, I said he'd be a good pickup, And he, he was this week with 42 points, um, 19 tackles, um, including three for a loss. Putting him on eighty eight for the season, he picked up a you know he had a pick for good measure as well. Um, Probably helped a bit by the other linebacker I'd sort of tipped um, the other week, um, Zach Cunningham. Uh, He was left out for disciplinary reasons apparently, although the details of it were a little bit sketchy over the weekend. Um, It's all over um, for him now. Yeah, is that official now? Is he? I think he gone? like... Have they it's... said
0: why? Because I mean, it was. I read the. I believe he was late for a COVID test or something like that. But there's been stuff going on with Cunningham all year. I mean, he, he virtually top scored last year, and it's been Kirksey, Gruger, Hill. It was. It was just dominant at the moment, and Kirksey yeah. was on IR, so they seem to have to play Cunningham when they didn't want to. Now, yeah, well now
2: Kirksey's back. Yeah, See you later. Kirksey's back, um, and he's he's come back with a fairly solid 16.5 and half points uh, at the weekend so um in terms of the matchup this week um what are we looking at um i think as far as Seattle go i think it's it's as I touched on, that's why I've not highlighted any, any sort of, you know, real pickups out of left field. Um, I'd be looking to play safe Wagner, Brooks, Diggs, uh, Jamal Adams. Um, Although just keep an eye on Adams. He did pick up a shoulder injury on Sunday, although he did come back into the game. So his chances are he'll be be okay. The problem is the the Texans. I mean, they went and benched Tyrod Taylor when they were 21 points down. Uh, They gave Davis Mills a bit of a run out, uh, the rookie again. Um, So it's a little hard to, to, plan from an IDP perspective, when you've got a team that, you know, don't really seem to know what they're doing, they're, they're possibly going to tinker a bit, really, as, as I've said in the intro, you know, as the season's just winding down for them. Uh The Texans, again, you know, stick with the LBs, uh, Kirksey and Grugia Hill. I mean, I had a look, he's still out there on waivers. Um, mm, got to know, be picked it, up. Which is, I, I, I mean, and again, I wouldn't be put off by the return of Kirksey either. Um, because they do like to play with two linebackers and I looked at the snap count, sixty-two apiece. So they're they're getting, you know, bang on sort of equal playing time. Um, in terms of the matchup, oh, um one of the, in the deal, have a look at um Jonathan Greenard. Um he's a Texan sack leader. Uh, He's picked up eight this season, and something you've highlighted before. Yeah, Um, old Russ does like he will take a sack. So if you're looking for something in the DL, uh, yeah, Greenard could be he could be all right in this matchup. You know, I'll I'll let him lie down, Russ. (laughs) Um, You (laughs) go. Let Russ nap. Um, so, um, but the game summary: Seattle to win. Texans are yeah, just awful. Um, along with the Jags, you know, two worst teams in the league, um, and the Seahawks are mathematically still in the wild card. And, but yeah, yeah, um, I think so. I've
0: heard J- Jamal Adams is just—he's on IR as well now. So he's, he's, yeah, he's right, season's, okay. his season's done. I mean, you could you could look at who's going to step in. I can There's a few names that are that are uh, doing the rounds at the moment, but pff, I'd, you yeah, know, nah, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even worry at this moment in time. I would yeah. just, the, the interesting thing was that Cunningham is really, you know, it, it's one of those things. He's going to be placed on waivers or it already has been placed on waivers. I'm reading. um, So he's probably a hold at this moment in time because it's to see where he's going to go. Yeah. Um, mm. I like that. I, I, I always, I, I quite like it when you get these kind of things because that's it. He's off somewhere else, and it, you know, you get, a, you get a good, you get a good place for him. Um, he's a decent, decent linebacker. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah he is. That's why, the why I highlighted last week. Maybe but, uh, if you if you find him on a waiver wire, which I doubt. Well, you might do because people might throw him away. I would be hmm. tempted to,
2: if you've got room, pick him up, stash him, and then see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it, after 42 points and whatever, he racked up, 20, 20-odd points of the week before. If you can still, if I can still find Grugiel out there, um, and I oh, have yeah. done, at you least got one of our, our leagues. So, um, yeah, and that's a, that's a good bit of advice with regards to Cunningham. Right, do you want me to play catch-up and do one of the earlier ones? Saints, Saints Jets. and Jets, do that on me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Saints come into this week off the back of the Thursday night loss to the Cowboys, um, and despite the team, as I, you know, they're, they're a bit banged up at the moment. Uh, but the defense did put in, you know, it was a decent performance. Um, sadly, they weren't helped by uh, Taysom Hill throwing um, throwing four picks, uh, despite you know some brave efforts on the ground from Hill. Um, but as I say, the defense did well. I mean, they only allowed. Um, I think two two third down conversions for the Cowboys and they shut them out on the one fourth down drive they went for. So, you know, solid performance. Um, top performers came from the secondary last week. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore top scored 25 and a half points, including a pick. Uh, PJ Williams, 22 points, including a sack. Um, and then at linebacker Quan uh, Alexander had an okay day with 12 and a half points. So, um Looking at the Jets, uh, they come into this off a 33 18 loss to the Eagles. Um, bit of a first half tennis match, both teams seem to score at will. Um, maybe says a bit more about the defence on, on both sides, um, for both teams really, than it, it did about the offence. Uh, top performers, someone we've mentioned before, CJ Mosley at linebacker, 18 and a half points, um, 13 tackles taking in over the 100 mark for the season. Um, so he's been consistent on that front. Um, linebacker Quincy Williams, 16 and a half points, 14 tackles. Um, I think he's he's sort of second behind Mosley in their tackle count. And uh, Elijah Ridley, uh, Riley um, had his, his best game of the season, 16 points, including a sack. Um, However, I wouldn't be rushing out to pick him up uh, just yet. Um, although with Marcus May out for the season, you know, the 23-year-old former Eagle, you know, he might be a shrewd pickup by the Jets, to be honest, he might. Um, but he's he's literally just coming off the Eagles practice squad. So um, um, in terms of the matchup, looking at the Jets, um, linebackers for me purely on their tackle numbers. Um, I've already highlighted, you know, um, you know, Quincy Williams is available on the waivers. Um, I know Taysom Hill threw those four picks, and and that's yeah, you know, that's but that's as many as this Jets D has managed between them all season. So, um, you know, in terms of sort of DBs and stuff like that, um, I don't think you want to be sort of um, sniffing around sort of there. Um, and with with Kamara back as well, um, and Hill. Taysom Hill's not going to be throwing anything he doesn't have to on Sunday, really. They will keep it on the ground. I think that's a given, um, especially against one of the worst run defences in the league. So value for the Jets uh, at linebacker. No great shocks there. Um, I like the Saints' <coughs> Excuse me, defense in this matchup. Uh, they are still a top-run defense. Um, they should also have their sack leader, Marcus Davenport, back uh, for this game at DL. Um, so, you know, they'll be looking to put, uh, they'll be looking to come in and put some additional pressure on Wilson. Um, talking about Zach Wilson briefly, he was better on Sunday against the Eagles, um, but three, I think he will go on. Three touchdowns. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had to, I mean, the, the kid has got talent. I mean, he had to, he's, he is going to have, it's a bad team, you know, so it's, it's, they've got to be patient with him. Mm. Um, but, you know, he is going to be forced to, to throw it on, on Sunday. Like I said, you know, they ain't going to be able to run it really against this um, this Saints, uh, D, even with the injuries they've got. Um, and, you know, and as I said, with their sat leader coming back, he's going to be throwing under pressure. So um, I'd have a serious look at picking up the likes of Latimore or Williams, you know, the couple of players in their DB that I've highlighted this week. Um, I've had a shop around, they're both out there on waivers. Um, given the option, you know, Latimore would be the pick of the two because, you know, he's got better tackle numbers by far. Summing the game up quickly, uh, yeah, Saints win, especially, you know, they've got Kamara back. Um, I think they will keep it on the ground and, ju- and just sort of, you know, try and pound it a bit. The Jets mm. looked a bit better on Sunday, but, uh, you know, as I've said, despite the injury, um, yeah, they've got Kamara running and and still, in essence, what is a, what is a decent defence there. So, mm. yeah, can't see the Jets winning.
0: Okay, okay, well, all right then, mate. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I've got. I've got like a couple of games which I sort of. I. I skipped. I skipped the Jags and Titans. Got anything to say about either of them at this moment in time? Probably not. Um, no, no titans, not really. Titans were on a bye week last week anyway. Um, yeah, I don't. Don't necessarily see that as a as a big IDP game. Um, Not really. So I'm going to skip that one. Um, I'm going to talk about one that I do really like the look of. And this one for me is is possibly the IDP game of the weekend, potentially, points-wise. And it is the Giants at the Chargers. Now, the loss to the Dolphins put a nail into the Giants' coffin for me. This season is kind of done. That's it. It's pretty much it. And Daniel Jones... Is not looking like he's going to be fit again this week. Glennon, my Glennon, I'm hearing that he is in, on the concussion protocol and not looking likely to start. So the rumor has it that Jake Fromm, the uh, the guy the Bills picked up last season as a rookie, he, um, yeah, he could be the starting QB now. Obviously. I'm going, to, I'm going to review the Giants first, but I'll, I will be talking about that massively when I talk about the char, Chargers pass rush. Um, for the Giants pass rush, Quincy Roche, he's getting to the QB and is slowly putting some half-decent numbers together. Um, rookie Aziz Ojolari is also looking promising. Ty Crowder is the tackle leader and Logan Ryan leads leads it in stats in the secondary. Um but a player I fancy in this one is Xavier McKinney to be a decent shot in this week. He's he's got five interceptions on the year, and I like this match match matchup. Um, because I'm hearing so Keenan Allen is on the COVID list now. That's a real interesting one for me. You got a what they're saying is a banged up Austin Eckler. I, I I I this I think they said bruised and battered from the weekend, but nothing like, no no actual proper injury. What that means in this passing game, if they do not have Keenan Allen there, is a whole different game script that's going to be coming the Chargers' way to what we usually see, because Keenan's such a big part of that offense, and obviously, um, yeah, him not being there, it's going to be quite interesting how they play that game out. So yeah, for me, I would look at that. Look at that secondary, and I like Xavier McKinney is the is the guy to pick to pick up. Obviously, Logan Ryan is 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 there if you've got him, but Xavier McKinney is the one that is you might be able to grab. Um, so yeah, let's go. Let's go back to that. Let's talk about the Chargers, and let's say that Jake From gets the nod. Um, now I want to talk about Echenna Nwosu. He could be in for a day. This this lad, in each of the past four weeks, he's got to the QB every week. Now, he is obviously opposite the other side to Joey Bosa. Now, Joey Bosa, he, obviously, he's in play. Um, if he clears concussion protocol, I, it sounds like he's going to. So, he's a must-start in this one. If If Jake... Obviously, Jake from Glennon's playing, really, whoever, Daniel Jones. I mean, to be fair, the matchup's particularly quite good. Um, and I expect, I still expect a, a heavy run game because of this. So Saquon should be busy. Um, or Booker, actually, he had a fair amount of snaps last weekend. Um, so expect that heavy run game through the middle. So Drew Drew Tranquil should be in for some decent points because he're white again. He's still scoring quite well. So I like I like I like these I like these Chargers Chargers players to um, potentially score quite well this week. And that is that for them.
2: Yeah, what do you reckon on that, Brand? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean the, the the Giants' defense has been has been better in recent weeks um, it was a bit of a it was not a classic um, us against the Giants on Sunday um, we had a better defence in the end and, and we sort of yeah we, we got away from them to add another sort of consistent performance um, but um, yeah I mean the, the, the Giants on offence are all sorts of banged up at the moment um, normally I wouldn't be as sort of in on on the Chargers' defense because yeah. they've not been fantastic this season, but yeah, I think you have hit the nail on the head. This is you know a prime opportunity for them to to sort of um, rack up some points, and um, you know and Herbert seems to be you know coming back to back into a bit of form. So. Um, uh, yeah, you got to feel sorry for the Giants. It's uh, but again, another team season sort of like you say, it's done, it's wound up, um, and yeah. then they're, they're not going to be risking anything, any n- niggles or, or tweaks. So you, you've got to go with the Chargers win, um, and yeah, the Chargers defensive players you've highlighted really, yeah, um, especially the third string quarterback potentially. It's, it's
0: always a funny division there, division. It goes on and on and on, with, like you know, uh, who's going to get the final spots and stuff like that. But it's just the fact that they're so far. Behind and have been all season no real identity to what their game plan is, and it is it is a shame for the Giants. I think I think they got a long way to go at the moment to finding the finding not only their identity because it just hasn't it hasn't worked with Daniel Jones. Saquon can't really be trusted because of his fitness side of things, and the wide receivers. You know, if you look at it from from when Odell Beckham Jr. left, it it still just hasn't worked none of it really no, i mean
2: i i was i mean my brother's a giants fan and and you know he asked me about it coming into the season and i was a little more you know i was reasonably enthusiastic said yeah well you know you you, you watch jones sometimes and he, you know, he might come good this season and then you know they've got the, the galliday coming in who's been niggled with injuries and the, the rookie tony who's looked good in, in flashes who i i thought could be a a bit of a steal for them in in you know the draft earlier in the year as you say, you know injuries, and and I I think I mean, do you see him in the market for a QB going into next season? Or
0: tough one, isn't it? Like you said, it. I think the problem is 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 when you look at who they're going to pick up, and they're going to have to start again with the problems that they've got. Defensively, they're all right as a unit. Yeah. Um, well, they're actually yeah. really good. And Mart- obviously, Blake Martinez missing. Blake Martinez back next season, you know, it It makes a big difference to that defence. And um, got a good secondary. They're, dec- they're not bad up front. It, it, it's just the offence, though, doesn't have any section of it that looks like it's really reliable on to be able to keep swapping the QB. So I think that's why they're going to say that Daniel Jones is probably the one part of the jigsaw that you probably could keep I know Saquon. They will keep keep going with Saquon, but yeah, it, just the injury side of things is a, is a worry, and the fact that they haven't got a a consistent backup really as well. You know, they haven't really. It's not like a, it's no. not like a one two punch, is it? It's it's Saquon or some other guy who's got to fill in for him and try and do the same, and it just doesn't work. Right, go on yeah. then, mate. Um, okay. Where right. you go,
2: um, can you do? I'll two? go. Yeah, I, I can do two. Well, um, I've got. I'm gonna keep the Ravens and Browns fairly brief um yeah partly because as I said I was feeling awful off the back of the weekend but um this is a fairly sort of succinct one to cover off anyway for me um so yeah Ravens and Browns um keep it brief Browns uh you know coming off sort of a week 13 bye. so again part of the reason I'm keeping it brief no yeah, you know, no fancy numbers to report um, from week 13. The Ravens come into the game off the back of, you know, a, a tight divisional loss, 2019. Um, and um, it, it could have been worse for them if the, if the Bengals had managed to, to get a win, but so they kind of got away with it a little bit. Um, top performers, the only one of note, really, um, in the DL, sort of Brandon Williams picked up 18 points, um, all sort of tackle numbers. Outside of that, not too much to get excited about um, from the Ravens, deep, uh, from an IDP perspective. Um, looking at sort of the week 14 matchup, as you know, I've tr- I, I did, I have tried to be a bit more positive about the Ravens' defence from an IDP perspective. Um, you know, I talked about them the other week. Um, but they, they really, they don't make it easy um, looking at last week's points. Um, even the tackle count, you know, looking at the stats is a bit... Nah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: um yeah Patrick Queen tops the chart with 68 yeah, it's nothing too too excitable um the Browns have been up and down that you know they're, they're a yo-yo team on both sides of the ball this season so it depends which version of, of sort of the Brownies roll up this week uh for me Miles Garrett you know is going to be going out to look to add to his 14 sacks on the year especially after falling behind to divisional rival uh, Mr Watt and um the other safe pair of hands, um, you know, is linebacker Anthony Walker. Uh, he's the Browns' tackle leader with 85 on the season. Um, looking back over the weeks, he's he's good for double figures in IDP. Pretty much any week, he's he's fit to play. So. Um, but that's, that's kind of it, really, which is why I've kept this one brief. And the game summary, I've got a sneaky feeling the Browns might nick this. Mm. Um, they'll, you know, they'll they'll want to level things up because they went into the bye after that 16-10 defeat to the Ravens. Um, they've got Chubb and Hunt back, uh, although Hunt's, you know, questionable, but the word is he should be fit. Um, but... And if they have to pass, this Ravens secondary is is fifty shades of banged up at the moment. I don't yeah. think they've got a fit cornerback on the roster anywhere. So, um, so that you know, I know that you know the coaches were concerned about that in in interviews recently. So uh, the secondary is really depleted, um, and also the Ravens offense it's not broken the twenty point mark since week nineteen. Uh, sorry, week nine, which is again that would be a bit of a concern. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm going to take the Browns in this one. Yeah. So, I'll,
0: I'm with you on that. I think I think you're right, and it'd be interesting to see how the brains play it because obviously, as a massive run-heavy team, and like you know that is their their game. It, you got to look at these corners. I mean, the fact that Marlon Humphrey is out now is is like, yep. this is this is it's going to be quite an interesting game to be to be um, to see if see if the brains can properly do it. Right then. So
2: okay what, um you've got cowboys and, yeah yeah John, the Cowboys. Washington. yeah it's fine with me mate um so i start with washington um had a week 13 win over the raiders 17-15 um and they've they've ground out wins by the exact same scoreline for the last two, two weeks um some of that is you know thanks in part to the defense um and the core of that defense has been for pretty much all season. Um, you know, at the heart of it, you've got the linebackers, um, Cole Holcomb, who we've, we've mentioned frequently on the pod, um, and Jamin Davis, um, and they, you know, the two of them top scored again for Washington on Sunday with nineteen and a half and twelve and a half points respectively. Um, you've then got them sort of backed up by a decent pair of tough tackling safeties in Cameron Curl and the returning Landon Collins. Um, in between, them, have racked up 138 tackles um, and, you know, a couple of picks on the season. So those four are fairly safe bets. Um, and, you know, they're all likely to be rostered, unfortunately. So as a bit of an outside pick this week, and if you are short at DB um, and you can't pick up the couple of Saints DBs that I highlighted um, a few minutes ago, then um, consider having a little nibble on Kendall Fuller and the corner um this could be a decent matchup for him this week um for a kickoff this is currently a sort of top three run defense um and zeke zeke actually admitted um i heard an interview the other day uh, despite the win over the saints that they need to be better the cowboys need to be better in the run game uh both him and pollard need to you know produce a bit more um and with lamb and cooper back you know, Dackle, you know, if the run game isn't quite firing and this is a good Washington run defense, then he'll gladly air it out. So, um, you know, it could be, you know, you could find the likes of Kendall Fuller having a busy day. Uh, plus, Fuller's put up double figures in IDP points, eight games out of the 12 he's played. Um, so he's a fairly decent scorer, Um, you know, as well as he's got decent tackle numbers and, you know, he's got 11 passes defended on the season as well. So um, I think you could do worse if you shorten DB. Moving over to the Cowboys. Um, I'm not going to bang on about the linebackers, Mika Parsons and uh, Keanu Neal. Uh, there's no real surprises there. You know, you know what you're getting from them. Uh, in fact, the only slight surprise was Neal outscored Parsons um, last week, um, but he only had 23 snaps as opposed to Parsons 65. So um, he was busy when he was on the field. Um, but the two, you know, the, the top two sort of week 13 performances came from the DBs um corner anthony brown 23 and a half points including a false fumble um and then there's the safety uh, jaron curse um 30 points including a pick um had a very very good game last thursday um and both these guys do seem to be sort of readily available on the waivers so yeah he was um, my
0: sh- he was my shout last week old curse and he was uh, yes he proved yeah. he proved it right and he's definitely it's his t- his tackle numbers are banging He's got to yeah. be, he's got it. I can't believe people are leaving him alone.
2: No, well, it was, um, you know, I mean, I mean, looking at the matchup this week in a bit more detail, um, you know, Kirsten, Nathan's right. He's the one you've got to target. I mean, Washington are not blessed with an abundance of offensive talent. Yeah. Um, uh, but Heineke does like going sort of over the middle to tight ends Logan Thomas and John Bates. They were two he targeted. He's targeted most certainly in the, the last game. Um, Poor Logan although, Thomas. Uh, low. Yeah, I was. I was going to say I have qualified that by um, saying yeah, Logan Thomas looks um, yeah Terrible. a bit of an issue at the moment. So um, although I bearing in mind I did my notes on sort of Monday when I was uh, um, sort of between bouts of Covid so at that point they were just getting the results of the the MRI and they were saying it wasn't an ACL tear that they'd feared but um, yeah he's done but it doesn't change the fact that Heineke is he's a relatively conservative quarterback you know he's not going to wear it out long he's not a a Herbert or a you know um, he's not going to go slinging it downfield uh, willy-nilly basically because outside McLaurin they don't have much else down there really so um, but the point being you know, as I say, you know Washington are a conservative offense. Um, it's a perfect fit for a busy tackling safety like Curse. Um, in fact, you know Nathan's right. The, you know, the more you look at it, the, you do struggle to understand what this guy's doing on the waiver wire. I mean, he he's picked up seventy points in IDP in the last three weeks. Um, he's also Dallas's you know top tackler with eighty five on the season. You know, that's thirteen more than Mika Parsons. Um, but anyway, you know, he's out there if you want him. So. <laughs> Um, but you know no one picked up Grugio after I recommended him last week so we'll see if he's still there next week (laughs) Um, so yeah game summary uh, Cowboys win for me Dak's got weapons back available to him um, plus on the defensive side of the ball they've got the defensive rookie of the year Um, but I think Washington will make it difficult for him um you know they they're still they're still in the playoff hunt themselves so um but i i think cowboys should have a bit too much on on the offense for them but uh, yeah the washington d i can i can see it keeping it fairly tight i don't think it's uh, i don't think the cowboys run away with this one
0: no i agree i i i've got i've got the cowboys to win it but it won't be a game that i would put money on because yeah it could it 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 could it's definitely a tough one for dak and the Cowboys. But, right, so I'm over to Niners at Bengals. Okay, so concentrate on the Niners first. Um, week 13, I, I absolutely loved that game against the Seahawks. I absolutely love it. It was great from a neutral perspective. Um, and not bad IDP-wise. Especially for the, uh, well from the 49ers' point of view, uh, top of the tree was Aziz Al-Shahir. 32 points in IDP+, plus, 16 tackles and a tackle for a loss. I mean it's with Warner with Fred Warner and um Dre Greenlaw out, um that is that's that's put him at those kind of that those kind of numbers, but he's quite consistent anyway. Um and if either of those two, Warner or Greenlaw are missing in week fourteen, Al Shahir could be in he could be in for another decent week uh against the Bengals. Um DJ Jones well, up front for the 49ers. Um, and a guy that I mentioned, I constantly mention him. I, I really like Quan, Quan Williams in the secondary. Um, he, he got an interception and a forced fumble in week 13. And I, I do like him in this game. So yeah, they're the three that I would be looking at. Alsha here, especially, is 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 a definite pickup if he's around. Um, over to the Bengals. It was it was a t- it was a tough tough sad loss i felt for the bengals i don't know it it was a bit like they threw in the towel a little bit against the chargers and i don't know quite i wasn't expecting it i thought it was going to be a proper gunslinging affair and it but it just Bo took a bit of a whack on the old finger i think it was and yeah that seemed that seemed to put it all a little bit off um but yeah it was it was a poor show really but but I do fancy them to bounce back. Now, the big sort of news, I mentioned it earlier on, Logan Wilson is out at linebacker. So, straight away, somebody Bren's mentioned quite a bit, Jermaine Pratt. Now, this is where you should be looking at trying to pick up somebody. If you've got a gap to fill, Jermaine Pratt is definitely there. It's against the Niners, who will run the ball heavily. I can't remember how many touches he had, Elijah Mitchell, last week. But it's quite a it's quite a quite a lot. So expect, and again, if if it's if it's not if it's not that, then if it's not running the ball, their next option is throwing it straight over the middle to your big man George Kittle. So again, middle of the field is where it's at against the Niners. Um, so yeah, I expect Jermaine Pratt to rack up some points this week at, at linebacker. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna. I just look I'm not gonna waste your time telling you how good. Um, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, are at front. If they're available, you got to. Or if you've got them, you've got to play them. And yeah, you, you should be. They're still. They're still bringing pressure week in, week in, week out. Von Bell at safety. He he's also doing well. He's got got to be started, but. Yeah, for me, the Bengals, I've got Bengals winning the game. Um, but I think it'll be a good game. I'm quite interested, quite interested in this one. Um, there's a lot going on with the Niners. I, felt, I thought at one stage they'd, they'd won that game against the Seahawks. Um, yeah, but, but it wasn't to be.
2: Yeah, no, I've um, yeah I'd copy and paste most of that. I mean, I, I, like Nate, disappointed with the Bengals, but the Burrow injury... Yeah, kind of, saw so the wheels come off a little bit after that. Um, the Niners, I don't know, I was reading a write-up the other day about the, the, the Niners-Seattle game, and it's, you know, they, they just look like a couple of, you know, in the hunt just about for wildcard teams, and they, they've kind of been that way all season. Um, Whereas, you know, the Bengals are still very much, you know, in the mix. Niners are as well, um, to be fair. But
0: it's so um, weird
2: with them though, isn't it? It's like uh, like I think
0: Ayuk Ayuk never got targeted until pretty much the end of the third quarter. Um, and that was with Debo out. Yeah. So it, it I don't I don't know. They were targeting the other wide receiver Sheffield quite a he got a few he got a few um uh, catches, but yeah, I just, I just feel that it's, it's a weird one with the Forty ers I'd love to see them all fit in on the field because I think they're with Elijah Mitchell, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, you know, and maybe next year, maybe Trey Lance. I think it, it, it does, it does sound fun to watch on paper,
2: but at the moment,
0: yeah. hmm, not great.
2: Bengals win, but it's, yeah. I'm... Niners yeah you don't know what you're going to get so uh, a bit like a, a few teams this season right um, I've got I've got a couple of games I'm going to touch on quickly before um, my last big one which would be um, the Monday night game so yeah. um, just a couple of um, briefly uh, again I've, I've kept a few of these brief um, partly because of one of the matchups partly because of, of plague issues um, so <laughs> Lions at the Broncos yeah uh, uh, Lions, Lions won at last, sorry mate, um, but um, yeah, top performers are, well the Lions top performers are all on waivers, this may Fun. come as a huge shock to everyone, I know, um, so uh, yeah, top of the tree uh, for the Lions on Sunday uh, was linebacker Charles Harris not someone we mentioned a lot this yeah. season, strangely. Um, but he had a good game, 24 points, two sacks, false fumble. Uh, corner Jerry Jacobs had a decent game, 19 and a half points. And the linebacker, uh, Julian Acquara, uh, who I did quite like, actually. Um, 15 and a half points, including a sack. Um, and safety, Tracy Walker had a decent game with 15 points. Um, should you be rushing out to pick up these players? No. No. no probably not um although if i had and i do stress if i had to make a case for any of them uh it'd probably be charles harris to be fair um he has uh six sacks on the season and teddy bridgewater has been stuffed 28 times this season Hmm. um but there are definitely more consistent linebackers in better teams that you can go and get so i probably would um broncos lost to the chiefs um Leaves and bottom of the AFC West, but it's still in the hands. Uh, top performers at DL, Jermont uh, Jones, 16.5 points, including a sack. Uh, Baron Browning and Kenny Young at linebackers, got 11.5 points apiece. Um, all three of them are on waivers, but not for me. Um, this is still a top 10 Broncos defense, um, you know, looking at the the stats. Um But um, they're a bit of an IDP anomaly for me, um, a little bit like the Buck's. Um, hard to predict sort of fancy value week to week um, for me consistently you know it's the DBs um, you know with the safety, sort of um, Kareem Jackson Justin Simmons you know they're Denver's top tacklers so um, and then obviously you've got the rookie corner Pat Sertain, um, who's starting to show you know he's starting to show his worth he had another pick on the weekend so but it is very much the value in the secondary for me uh, with Denver um, game summary uh denver win i think um nathan's already touched on it the vikings made life just too easy for Goff to throw the ball um you know he was able to throw it between the numbers that the coverage i know the teams were tired but you know that the coverage has got to be better for that game winning um Td he was just he was just so open um i don't think Denver you know and their their secondary are going to make that sort of mistake they've got you know good safeties in there um so Denver win for me because i still think detroit are just yeah. bad, basically. Yeah. Um. So, um. I, you're not going to fight me on that one, I don't think. No. Denver win. No. no. Okay. Denver. So, um. Quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Uh, Bills and the Bucks. Uh. So the Bills' top performers. Um. Week 13. Matt Milano. You know, someone we mentioned a lot. Um. 16 points. And DL, sort of Harrison Phillips, sort of 13 and a half. It was. It's not that game against the Pats was not a game where you're going to really sort of handle it. The conditions were beyond awful. And in a game like that, it's it's just made for the Pats. They love, you know, a shitty, wet, you know, windy, just ugly football game. Basically, that's just Belichick's team. He would have been loving it. Just grind it out and move on. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into the Bills D um, off the back of um, Monday's game. Um, the Bucks, uh, for me, it's the three top tacklers, um, uh, you know, for the Bills. Um, so, you know, Bills this week, you would be looking at sort of Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, all the usual suspects. Um, again, it seems to be with a lot of teams where we mentioned sort of three players at a time and it is that sort of two linebacker and, and that one sort of tackling safety core. That's, you know, what a lot of teams are sort of um, reliant on at the moment. Um Buck's top performers, a bit of a blast from the past. Um, Some some of the old boys came to play, um, and it was the DLs. um, Former, one of my favourite former Dolphins and Domkin Sue racked up 25 points, a couple of sacks. Uh, Vita Vea just behind him on 24, two sacks. I mean, they just bulldoze their way through straight the uh, minute they were just really good fun no no dicking around just bang straight through the o line uh, it was quite good fun to watch actually um don't expect a repeat of those sort of numbers this week against the bills though um so uh, but again typical bucks you know usually you know, I've just put see usual idp complaints about about the bucks um so again a lot of the points are, are sort of shared around so they are they are a bit tough to, to predict. Um, the safe bets on the Bucks, as always, um, in a, a matchup like this against the Bills, which will be a tough one. Uh, the linebackers, you know, Devin White, 100 tackles on the season, Levante David, not too far behind him, um, about 80 tackles, uh, sorry, 77 tackles, but just off the 10 games, to be fair. So, um, and then you've got Sack leader, sort of Shaq Barrett. So they're they're really the three for me in a, a matchup like this. I'm not and I've learned the hard way. I'm you know, don't go left field with the Bucks. Um game summary, you know, the, the Bills need to get the run game firing for me in this one. Um Falcons and and sort of Cordell Patterson showed a few signs of this Bucks sort of run defense creaking a little bit. Um it's been pretty solid all season. Um that I don't know if the Bucks Brady enjoyed himself on Sunday. But Buffalo are still a top-ranked passing defense, so um, for me, I just feel the Bucks have a few more things firing on offense at the moment, um, and they'll be keen to. I think the Bucks just want to get into that ten-win mark, and then they can sort of kind of put their feet up until sort of playoff time, really. So uh, I'm yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I still think the Bills have got a few yeah, few issues potentially, it- but.
0: It's a funny one for me. I mean, I've s i have listened to quite a lot of stuff already on this matchup because a lot of people are, are talking about it. And it's a lot of talk about a shootout, and I'm not so sure whether it will be. I mean, Leonard Fournette is is playing really well at the moment, and you just gotta remember the Bills just give in to Jonathan Taylor. They really give in to him. Now we'll I don't know. I just got a feeling that the Bucks might just run all over them, um, but the bill, the Bills will have to throw. That. I think they'll have to throw. So I don't know. It could be shootout from that way, but I'm not sure whether it'll be a great week for Brady. It might just be. It might be more of the grind game from their side. I would against the Bills. They can't. They can't stop the run.
2: Yeah, I mean, as I you mean, said in the, in the notes there. I mean, Brady. He, 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 Patriots he threw won it. it. Uh, if, yeah.
0: What, what was it three throws from uh, Mac Jones, wasn't it? Three
2: three something like that, yeah. It was like well yeah, but if they they just didn't have to, really. No. I mean again, as I said, it was just a, a, a shitty wet game and they just kept it on the deck and, and did what they had to do, you know, grind it out and, and move on. Um, you know, Matt think... can throw it, he's the best rookie QB of the season for I think for everyone's money. But um, know, yeah, why risk it in those sort of conditions? But it's again, just...
0: I think for Tampa's point of view, they might as well I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just think they'll run. I think it'd just be run. But, well, mm. we'll see. Well, if it doesn't go to plan after that well, first well, quarter. The,
2: the, the build stay is definitely better, and the stats will bear this out, they're they're definitely better against the pass than they are against the run. Mm. So that's, that's a given. So, as you say, you know, Lenny Fournette is, um, and he's, he's given him a good option in the past. You, know, mm. you know, short over the middle passes as well. So he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's coming good towards the end of the season. So, yeah. Um, Cool. I, yeah, I am, I am leaning towards the Bucks. so um, I still think the Bills, yeah, lacking, a, I don't know, a bit of confidence, I'm not sure what it is really, but um, but you, you can't, as I said, you can't read too much into that Monday night game, it was just the condition played a massive part in and uh, everyone was looking forward to it and uh, I think everyone's bonfire was quite literally pissed on Monday night because it wasn't the game we'd hoped for really, so. Yeah, I know what you um, mean. But uh, what can you do? Yeah. As soon as, Carl, okay.
0: as soon as Carl Duggar had COVID, I thought, that's it, that's it. That's it for me turned off I'm not watching I'm not watching any more football <laughs> nah. I'm going to bed um I'm have the a the, yeah, the so I got the Bears at, at the Packers NFC divisional matchup um the Bears oh god the Bears, the Bears still stink they're terrible for me I just if it's not yeah it's it's pretty much Roquan Smith or nothing for me I, he was play he was playing well, I don't think he really should have been playing last week. If they, I don't know, but he, and he's still top scored. Um, it wasn't pretty performance against the Cardinals, uh, and there's another and this is another massively tough test for them. They uh, they they're going to struggle like mad, I would think. Uh, Robert Quinn, I just mentioned him. He he got himself another sack. So if you you're really struggling, he is worth an outside punt. However, the matchup is just terrible. Um, Jalen Johnson is the only possible ad at DB I've got. But that's it. There's nothing much to talk about. Roquan or nothing, really. Um, yeah. Packers. Coming off their bye week. Packers should be... They should be well-rested. And they should be absolutely flying high after their Week 12 win against the Rams. Um, Russell Douglas is somebody that... Uh, he had an absolute monster game against the Rams in Week 12, and I think that um, I am hearing though Jair Alexander is back or he's definitely training. So I mean that's a, that's a game changer for Donald Mooney might be tracked all over the place if he's playing, and that is that is the that is the main target. Um, yeah, where else am I going Parvin Russell Douglas? I'm going there. I'm going just a DB, uh, but up front, I went, yeah, of course up front, Kenny, Kenny Clark, Roshan Gari, they're good, Got good options up front against this matchup against Andy Dalton or is it Justin Fields? It sounds like it might be Justin Fields again now. So, but it's difficult to predict when you haven't got a bloody clue who's going to be starting at quarterback or yeah. So anyway, but um Eric Stowe's, Eric Stokes and Adrian Amos are also both in play this week for me. Um, but yeah, you, you could you could even have a stack on it. You could have a stack on it. Rishon Gary, um, Eric Stokes, good starts potentially, but you need to watch that Jair Alexander news to see if he's back before picking up any of those corners. Um yeah, Packers destroy them for me in this one.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think you've got to be looking at Fields. I mean, Dalton was, I mean, he's just, they just got absolutely terrorized on at the weekend. But um, you know, at least I think Fields gives you a little bit more mobility, something on the ground, something a little more elusive than Dalton. Um, but yeah, it's it's a similar one to you know, like I touched on with the Texans. It's, it's very hard to you know make any definitive picks from an IDP perspective when you, you're not entirely sure what the you know. What they're going to do with the the offense, especially you know when you're talking about the QB. So, um, but yeah, Packers Packers should be pretty comfortable in this one. Um, carry on the good season. Okay, um, let's wrap this up with Monday night and another big divisional um, sort of Monday night game. So we have got the Rams at the Cards. Um, cards at ten and two. Rams at eight and four. Both won on Sunday. Um, Looking at the Rams top performers, uh, we had the linebacker Ernest Jones picking up 18 points. Um, Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald's um, 15 and a half points, um, including a sack. And for me, one of the the best force fumbles of the the season when he just ripped that ball, you know. From Robinson, um, just just an animal. Just, yeah. I mean, he was hanging on to that thing for dear life with both hands, and he just went in one handed. I love that. Thank you very much. Um, Jordan Fuller, uh, one of his quieter games, went over ten points, uh, but he still leads the Rams with um, ninety tackles on the season um, by quite some distance um, from fellow safety Taylor Rapp. So. Uh, Jordan Fuller is still a solid pick just on his tackle numbers. So, yeah, Donald and Fuller, they're, they're safe bets as always. Um, top scorer Ennis Jones at linebacker, not for me. It's only the second time he's hit double figures this season. So, um, And I don't think you're going to get excited about a one-off 18-point score, really. Um, I think twice about possibly, I know Jalen Ramsey sort of, you know, on an awful lot of rosters. Um, but I, I might think sort of twice about him this week. Uh, to be fair, Kyler doesn't throw too many picks. Although Ramsey's, you know, his tackle numbers are, are sort of decent and, you know, decent enough, but I'm not sure it's a, a great matchup for him this week. Um, the cards, um, I'm not overly keen on the cards, uh, on the, the Rams sort of defense in this matchup, um, outside of the two sort of fairly solid picks. I do like the cards, D, going into the, this um you know, especially off the back of um, Sunday's performance. So, I mean, Jordan Hicks just had a monster game, um, thirty-seven and a half points, a couple of sacks. Byron Murphy picked up twenty-three and a half points, um, you know, including one of the four um, cards picks against the Bears. Um, another one of the DBs, Jalen Thompson, went over twenty points, including another one of those picks, um, and he's another safety with good tackle numbers. Uh, Thompson, Chandler Jones hit 17 points, Peter Baker had 16 and another one of those picks. So there were yeah, there were some really, really good performance. It was just a all, good all-round performance. Um, I know the Rams put an end to that sort of three-game losing streak, but yeah, all right, it was against the Jags, to be fair. Um, and yes, they have got Darrell Henderson back. Um, so, you know, that'll help a bit. But um, the Rams' offense, I've still been, you know, it was having a real wobble. Um, prior to that, um, the win against the Jags. And as I say, you know, one win over the Jags isn't quite enough to convince me that Stafford and co have, have, you know, completely got their shit back together. Um, Jordan Hicks and Isaiah Simmons, linebackers, I would say probably both in play this week. Um, Simmons had a, you know, quiet-ish weekend. Um, Along with sort of the DB, Jalen Thompson. Um, You know, this Arizona defense, uh, you know, they're, Pretty average against the run, but um, yeah, so the Rams, you know, will be looking to to exploit that through sort of Henderson. But um, so I think, you know, those three players, Hick, Simmons, Thompson, um, yeah, you know, I think the three of them sort of should be busy, whilst, you know, not just trying to contain Henderson, but um, I think they'll try and get in there and, and sort of rattle Stafford, um, you know, like they did against Dalton at the weekend. If, however, Arizona can, you know, if they can stifle the run, Um, or get out to an early lead. I think the latter is probably more likely to happen. Um, Then you might want to look at the likes of Byron Murphy. Um, It is a little bit of a gamble, but um, he's about the only one of those cards players who scored well at the weekend that I have found on on waivers. Um, He is a little bit of a boom or bust player. Um, But like I said, I'm still... If they can force the Rams to throw, I am still a bit sketchy about this Rams passing game. Um, I don't think it's... um, I think there are still some some issues there, um, so he's about the only one outside of sort of the usual suspects that I think you may want to consider for this matchup. Looking at the game as a whole, um, I think the cards for me, um, you know, they look like they they were really up for it on Sunday. Um, okay, I know it's against a you know a, a Bears team that aren't very good, but um, they've got Kyler back running around looking. You know, looking fit. That ankle looks good. They've got D-Hot back as well. I think Chase is back this uh, week as well.
0: Chase Edmonds is uh,
2: amazing. Yeah. So, you know, they've they've got all the weapons back. Um, And to be fair, they win on Monday night. And it it kind of, you know, it all but wraps up the the NFC West sort of divisional title. So there's an added incentive there. And, you know, the defense is firing. I just, um, the Rams haven't become a bad team overnight. But as I said, it's just prior to the buy they were having you know they had that three-week loss wobble mm-hmm. um and as i say yeah one win over the jets doesn't convince me that they can um they can win this game so um yeah arizona for me
0: yeah same yeah i've got them i've got i've got the cards i think i, I get you it. it's going to be it's going to be a tough game because of the 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 kind of what's at stake scenario with it but um yeah, the Rams are still sort of finding themselves as a, yeah, with, with the injury and the changing, you know, with Odell Beckham and players like that, they, you know, they're not as settled that I think the cards with, the, with those injuries coming back, they're going to be, this is just the right time for them as well. Um, right. That's it. We're done. We're done for this one. Um, so, yeah. so good luck, good luck in getting into the playoffs guys. Um, yeah, pick up those players that we mentioned. There's players there. There's some with these injuries happening, especially at linebacker. These are the t- these are the floor tackle numbers. Um, you got to look at those and 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 get your get your bids in early doors. Um, right, that's us for this week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep rushing.